Welcome back to our class on the Proverbs, Words of Wisdom. And today we'll be looking at the topic of foolishness and prudence. Um, if you were part of the class, the live class, you'll know that it was two different classes. And we met over in our church sanctuary for those classes. Uh, however, due to technical difficulties and a desire to, to consolidate this into one uh, lecture, and we're going to provide that today with this online uh, version, or, or pre-recorded version. Um, however, I do want to take this opportunity to invite you to come be a part of the live class. Now, I realize that's not going, going to work for some of you who don't live in this area and, and may be watching and enjoying these classes, uh, but if you uh, live in the area and if you are a regular attender, and of course, if you're a member of the church, uh, we really want to encourage you to come and be a part of this. Uh, there's just nothing better than the live class, especially in terms of interaction, uh, the ability to draw from uh, what others are saying, and that doesn't always show up in the recording. And so please come and join us. Come be a part of this class uh, live. Well, not live, but nevertheless, charging into this topic of foolishness and prudence, let me begin with prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blessing of this study. We thank you for the blessing of your word. It is indeed rich and deep and true. And we thank you for the Proverbs. We ask that you would use your word to teach us the true wisdom from above. We pray that you would guide us in this topic of foolishness and prudence because our desire is to be prudent like Christ and to not play the fool. So we pray by your Holy Spirit that you would guide and direct our study today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, of course, as I've said before, uh, the Proverbs uh, has a lot to say about uh, the fool and certainly foolishness. And to a certain extent, we don't really even have to define what foolishness is, but really that's what we're going to do in the study today, or at least the first part of it, to define what foolishness is. But what is prudence? Uh, I like this definition. Uh, prudence is the ability to govern and discipline oneself by the use of reason. Prudence is the ability to govern and discipline oneself by the use of reason. And I think, of course, we can add to that reason, reason according to the Word of God or our conscience supported by the Word of God or all sorts of different nuances there. Uh, but nevertheless, I think that's a, a good, helpful definition. Uh, and so understanding that, and what I'm going to do here is I'm going to weave in prudence into looking at foolishness. And of course, we can understand oftentimes what prudence is by the opposite of what we look at in terms of foolishness. But what I want to do is I want to start with this question. What are the defining characteristics of foolishness? What, what defines a fool? You said, well, that person's a fool. And I said, well, how would I know that? And you might say, well, here are some characteristics that shows that this person is a fool. Well, number one, reckless and careless. A fool is reckless and careless. In this 
topic, the Proverbs breaks this down in at least, possibly more, but in at least two different subcategories. That is reckless and careless of speech and reckless and careless of behavior. In regards to reckless and careless of speech, Proverbs 10.8 says, The wise of heart will receive commandments, but a babbling fool will come to ruin. A babbling fool, a fool that is just constantly talking, oftentimes without reason, will come to ruin. Or Proverbs 10.14, The wise lay up knowledge, but the mouth of a fool brings ruin near. Carrying on with that metaphor, Proverbs 15.2, The tongue of the wise commends knowledge, but the mouths of fools pour out folly. And so the, the mouth of the fool, what a fool, of course, the metaphor for mouth uh, is, uh, or not rather, the metaphor is mouth. The idea is speech. A fool is careless and reckless in his speech, and therefore it leads to ruin, or ruin is near, as the proverb says. And so also, out of a, the mouth of a fool, the fool's speech is just full of folly or foolishness. Proverbs 15, 7, the lips of the wise spread knowledge, not so the hearts of the fools. And of course, we know it is from the heart to the mouth that flows out. And so we know the fool's heart by virtue of the foolishness or the folly that flows from his mouth. And then finally, Proverbs 15, 4, the heart of him who has understanding seeks knowledge, but the mouths of fools feed on folly, and that's I, I like that that change from the tongue and the mouth, and now it's still the mouth, but now we see that the the fool, metaphorically speaking, is just feeding on folly. Uh, it tastes good to him, you might say, his foolishness. Well, all of this uh, is describing the speech, so to speak, of the fool as being reckless and careless. Of course, one who is prudent is careful, is not reckless with what he or she says. And then the second part of that is the fool is reckless and careless in his behavior. Proverbs 14, 16, one who is wise is cautious and turns away from evil, but a fool is reckless and careless. Uh, and of course, you could say, well, maybe that has to do with his or her speech as well. But the idea is, and again, uh, drawing on the first half of that verse, one who is wise is, is cautious and turns away from evil. The general idea is the overall behavior of the fool is reckless and careless. And then Proverbs 21.20, Precious treasure and oil are in a wise man's dwelling. But a foolish man devours it. His behavior uh, leads to a total consumption of what God provides rather than wise behavior. And so we would say that he is reckless and careless in, in this case, in his consumption. But in general, his behavior. Number two, another characteristic of a fool is inanity. Inanity. And that word simply means a lack of sense or a lack of good sense. Proverbs 10:21, the lips of the fool, or rather the lips of the righteous, 
feed many, but fools die for lack of sense. And again, we can think of the idea of die as metaphorical here, uh, but in general, uh, what the proverb is conveying is, is that the, pro- the fool comes to ruin, whether that is literal death or just a, a death in terms of the various aspects of his or her life, because of a lack of sense, a lack of good sense, we could say they are senseless, and that's a characteristic of a fool. Number three, a fool is trivial. A fool is trivial. Proverbs 10.23, doing wrong is like a joke to a fool. But wisdom is pleasure to a man of understanding. Uh, Doing wrong, getting in trouble, however you want to say it, a a fool uh, sees that, and uh, it's just humorous. It's it's, it's not that big of a deal, they might say. Uh, Even breaking the law, breaking God's law, uh, is just trivial to the fool. And so one of the characteristics of a fool is he or she is trivial. Number four, self-deceived. Self-deceived. Proverbs 12, 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. A fool is self-deceived in that he or she thinks that what they think how they see life, their perspective only, they are right without the consideration of, more than likely, someone who is far wiser than they. In Proverbs 28, 26, Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. Again, that is so contrary to the way that oftentimes we see an opinion or someone's perspective portrayed within real life. And Proverbs says, whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool. It doesn't mean that we can't have good thoughts, and it doesn't mean that, that as we consider our own thoughts that we are the fool. But what the idea is, is that the fool does not consider the perspective of others, does not consider the perspective of those who have more experience, more wisdom, and be able to draw from that and, in fact, find that they need to change their perspective. They need to change their opinion. And so a fool is self-deceived. Number five, a fool is vexed. <clears throat> a fool is vexed. And uh, the general idea of, of vexed is that they're easily annoyed or you could say that they, they carry uh, their, their heart on their shoulder just waiting for someone to just set them off, that they might rage against someone uh, who has uh, annoyed them. And so they are vexed. Proverbs twelve sixteen says, The vexation of a fool is known at once, uh, but the prudent ignores an insult. Uh, try to offend a fool and you'll do it easily. Uh, They're ready at any moment to be able to explode in response to something that you might say, while in contrast, the prudent ignores an insult. Could Could they respond? They could, but they ignore it 
in their wisdom, in their prudence. But the fool lashes out. And that's why Proverbs 29, 11 says, The fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. The fool explodes with emotion, but the wise man remains composed. He keeps his head in a fight, so to speak. Number six, the fool is indiscreet. The fool is indiscreet. The fool lacks discretion. Proverbs 14.9, or rather Proverbs 12.23, A prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims folly. <clears throat> to proclaim or to preach folly is a lack of discretion. It is, it is a, a shouting out, a preaching out, a proclaiming to, to everybody foolishness. And so it's a lack of discretion. And then Proverbs 13, 16, Every prudent man acts with knowledge, but a fool flaunts his folly. Uh, he's foolish and he doesn't even care, or maybe even doesn't even know it. He flaunts it as if it is something that he's proud of. He rejoices in his folly while the prudent acts with knowledge. Number seven, the fool is insincere. The fool is insincere. Proverbs 14.9, Fools mock at the guilt offering, but the upright enjoy acceptance. And, and the idea here, of, of course, is in Old Covenant worship, a, a sacrifice or a guilt offering is made, and it is a solemn, it is a reverent, it is a worshipful occasion. Uh, there is true intent, at least we would hope so, uh, for, the, for true repentance. And the fool, in the midst of that, perhaps uh, he or she is, is looking on uh, on this guilt offering, and they mock it. They mock it, and so they are insincere. They lack a sincerity of that which is true and serious and grave and reverent. Number eight, the fool is repetitive. In his folly. The fool is repetitive in her folly. Proverbs 14.24 The crown of the wise is their wealth, but the folly of fools brings folly. And, and that's intentionally redundant, isn't it? Uh, the idea is what does a fool do best? Bring folly. Do foolishness. Consistently you can count on the fool to be a fool to practice foolishness. And so there is a sense, a, a repetitiveness of this. If you, you see uh, someone that is consistently over and over again doing the same stupid things, well, that's a characteristic of a fool. And Proverbs 26, 11, uh, a verse that I would imagine most of us know, like a dog returns to his vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. 
If you're a dog owner like I am, you know this to be true, and it is gross. Uh, but the, the, the idea, the imagery really is perfect, isn't it? That dog is as nasty as it is going to return to his or her vomit, so also the bull count on it. They're going to fall into the same problems over and over again. Number nine, the fool is incorrigible. Incorrigible. The word incorrigible means unteachable. Proverbs 17.10, a rebuke goes deeper into a man of understanding than a hundred blows into a fool. And you imagine that, especially within the era in which the Proverbs were written, uh, the discipline upon someone, in this case physical discipline, and you beat the fool once twice. You would imagine by the time that you got to 25 that the fool would say, it is time for me to change my ways. I must abandon this foolishness. But no, even a hundred times and the fool still doesn't learn. And so there is an, an aspect of unteachableness in the fool. At Proverbs 29, 9 says, If a wise man has an argument with a fool, the fool only rages and laughs and there is no quiet. And the idea here is that someone of wisdom, someone of great knowledge is speaking to a fool. Perhaps it is a, a, some, a, a wise person has gone to that fool to to encourage them, to change their ways, to change their behavior. And, and the fool does what? They're not teachable. They scoff at that person. Proverbs 15, 20. A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish man despises his mother. Uh, the idea here is that a father has something to give and it's to be received. A mother has something to give and it is to be received. Of course, this is not a universal truth. There are exceptions. But in general, a parent will know his or her child best. And so the child is teachable when they receive the instruction from a parent. A fool is not. A fool is incorrigible. And number 10... A fool is undiscerning. A fool is undiscerning. Proverbs 17, 24. The discerning sets his face toward wisdom, but the eyes of a fool are on the ends of the earth. Uh, and, and the idea of the ends of the earth is that the fool is constantly looking out there. We might say uh, that they are looking for whatever is next, or we might say that they are so scattered, so unfocused, that they just keep looking out there instead of that which is right there in front of them in pursuit of, in the case of the prudent, in pursuit of that which is wise, that which is here, that, that which I can deal with, and the fool, no, anything but that which pertains to wisdom, and in this case, a, a discernment. Well, what then does this foolishness lead to? What does it lead to if, if, if you or I know someone who falls into uh, some or all of those characteristics? Uh, what can we expect for the one who is foolish? 
Well, first of all, we can expect disgrace. Because Proverbs 13, I read there 3.35 says, The wise will inherit honor, but fools get disgrace. Now, how does that work out? Well, we trust that to God. We don't know God's timing, and we don't know exactly how it all works out. But we do know that foolish behavior will ultimately lead to disgrace. Secondly, we know that it will lead to some form, often, of retribution. Proverbs 14.3, By the mouth of a fool comes a rod for his back, but the lips of the wise will preserve them. Uh, Again, the idea of, of that physical punishment on the one who is foolish, in this case, foolishness is going to lead to some form, ultimately, eventually, to some form of punishment. And number three, what foolishness leads to harm. And here is specifically attached to others. Uh, It brings harm, you might say, well, you know, leave a fool to his folly because, well, you know, he's going to hurt himself, but what's the harm? Well, there there is harm. In fact, Proverbs 10.1 says, A wise son makes a father glad. A foolish son is a sorrow to his mother. Uh, A fool brings sorrow to his parents, and and that is indeed an emotional and deep and often scarring harm. And Proverbs 13.20, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Uh, Hang out with a fool, and here's something that you can count on. Big problems, eventual harm is going to come to you. Uh, Of course, it means nothing to the fool. He or she probably doesn't care how it impacts others in his or her life, but we see the ramifications. Indeed, one is guilty by association, the one who is associated with a fool. And so those are things that foolishness leads to. Well, We don't want to be foolish. We desire to be prudent. Uh, It is advocated that we be people who practice prudence. And so how may we practice prudence? Well, I want to give three things. And again, as I said before, we could take many of the Proverbs that I read to you when we were looking at the characteristics of a fool, we could take many of those and look at the opposite, or oftentimes you could look at the uh, second or first clause of those verses and get answers. But I want to just, if I can, if I just want to summarize it into three things that we can focus on in terms of practicing prudence in our life. The first is, is that we should flee foolishness. We should flee foolishness. Proverbs 14.7, leave the presence of a fool, for there you do not meet words of knowledge. I mean, it can't be any more clear than that, right? But oftentimes we want to patronize the fool. We want to somehow make him or her feel better about himself or herself. Uh, sometimes we think, well, maybe we will, we will win them over. But a fool who is in his or her foolishness will more than likely grab you 
and take you down with them rather than you reaching down and picking them up. And instantly, let me be clear, I'm not advocating that we avoid sharing the gospel with the foolish. Surely we should. But I think the idea is, is a little more relational than that. It is, an, it is an association, it is a relationship in which we are engaging with someone. And again, I know that there, there is the necessity of relational evangelism and we have to seek the Lord's wisdom in this. But in general, in general, we are to leave the presence of a fool. We are to flee foolishness. Number two, we should exercise discernment. Exercise discernment. Proverbs 14.8 The wisdom of the prudent is to discern his way, but the folly of fools is deceiving. Our desire is to discern our way. We are to exercise discernment. And there is, in a sense, a sort of double entendre with that word, uh, exercise in this sense. I'm generally meaning that we, we live it out or we practice it. But also, discernment comes through practicing discernment. And so there is sort of an exercising of it um, in which no, no one is is, is born with boatloads of discernment, but the more that we practice it, the more discerning we become. Of course, there are many ways to encourage this. Uh, number one, a great way to uh, grow in our discernment is to consistently be in God's Word. It's one of the reasons why I strongly encourage you to be in God's Word daily. Regardless of what reading plan that you're using, to be in God's Word consistently, day after day after day, helps build biblical discernment. Another way is to gain from others, to associate with those and build friendships with those who are wiser than you are. Uh, they may be older than you are, and you can glean from their life experiences. And, of course, this is also the case in books. Um, as I'd like to, I suppose, jokingly say, is, is some of my, my greatest mentors, mentors are, are two and three hundred years old and live on my shelves. And, um, and so I, I benefit from uh, books and, and from the wisdom of those who uh, can help me and to grow, help me grow in my discernment. And number three, uh, the opposite of incorrigible, we are to be courageable. Be courageable. Be teachable. A fool, Proverbs 15:5, a fool despises his father's instruction. But whoever heeds reproof is prudent. And we want to heed reproof. We want to follow the instruction that we are given. In general, we want to have hearts that are teachable, that we may indeed be prudent ourselves. Well, that concludes our study today in looking at foolishness and prudence. 
I hope that this was an encouragement uh, to you and also uh, pointed out areas in your life like myself uh, where I've seen myself playing the fool. And those are areas that we want to consistently uh, think through and we want to take to the Lord. We want to repent uh, of our sin, uh, of course, receiving the Lord's forgiveness, and we desire to walk in His wisdom. We do not want to be foolish. We indeed want to have the wisdom of Christ. We want to be prudent. Let me pray for us. Our gracious God in heaven, we thank you for this study. And you know that we do not want to play the fool, but we indeed want to be prudent. And so you would, we ask that you would help us to do that. Pray that you would help us through your word and through your indwelling presence in us to continue as you conform us to the image of Christ, that we would indeed be people of wisdom. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.